Hey, and welcome to Trail Trials, the video review section of iRunFar.com. My name is Travis Lyles, and in this video, we're going to take a look at the Koros Vertix. So what is the Koros Vertex? Well, Koros is a relatively new watch, GPS, device-making company. This device is pointed definitely at the high end, and it is a spec sheet of features. What you have is a sapphire glass crystal that is very good at resisting scratches. You have a titanium bezel. You have a titanium back. Uh, you have a fairly strong kind of middle section plastic. You have this stretchy rubber quick-release bands that can be taken on and off. It comes in a whole bunch of different colors. Some of them are $5.99, one of them is $6.99. It has smartwatch features so it can do things like notifications, daily tracking, so you can do steps and you can do sleep and it'll do heart rate, uh, which is built into the back here as well as a SpO2 or a blood oxygen exchange sensor to see how well you're doing it at altitude. Some pretty great features in terms of kind of being built for the big extreme stuff. And then high ratings for low negative temperatures and insane battery life. So this thing is rated at 60 hours of continuous use at the highest setting, 150 hours of use at the ultra track or the kind of, you know, the longer distance of reads are, are much farther apart than, let's say, every second. And then 45 days of standby time, just wearing it every day for, for your daily tracking and those sort of things. And then on top of it, two hours of quick charge. So from zero up to 100% in, in two hours. So a ton of really great specs. With that said, this device is squarely, right? It has got its crosshairs on Sunto. It has its, its crosshairs on Garmin. As I go through this, I've reviewed the Sunto 9. I wore it for a considerable amount of time. The Garmin Phoenix 5X Plus is my current watch. So in terms of the market that this is going after, I have a lot of experience with both of those. You're going to hear me talking about that in relation to this watch, how it stacks up, where it differs. So let's get into it. So let's jump right into the interface here. And what you're looking at is a watch color that, that I've decided upon. Uh, you can change some of the faces. They are a little bit limited. Uh, by what you have just in the app and the settings that are brought down. There's not like a, a community of folks that are building new interfaces for it right now. So yes, you can you can customize, but it's somewhat limited in terms of what those faces are. You are, are limited to the faces that are introduced into the app. And you choose five and those are the ones you can sort of swap between. As more faces get added to the app, you of course will be able to customize the watch a little bit more. So let's kind of talk about the, the watch and the interface. The right hand side of the watch is where your buttons live. So you have up top, you have a light button, down low you have a backslash lap button, and in the middle you have your main way of interacting with the device, and that's through this digital crown. And that digital crown really is your scrolling mechanism, it's your start stop button, it's how you get into exercises. Everything that you kind of do for the most part exists here with this digital crown. And just to give a quick sort of roll of the interface here, start page, daily activity, heart rate, which is going to be captured here from the back, your altitude that you're sitting at right now, your barometric pressure, and the temperature in the room slash on the wrist back to this 
main interface. Let's talk a little bit about how you interact with this watch, the settings and those sort of things. This isn't going to be exhaustive because there's a lot, but the positive is is that there's not a lot of big deep submenus. It's sort of like the stuff that you want is is right there and readily available. So system which we'll talk about here in a second, uh, you have a night mode, you have watch face, timer, stopwatch, just some various other features here that are quick that you might want to get to right away. Let's talk about this crown a little bit. And one of the things that I had problems with uh, was I was continually hitting this crown uh, when I was wearing it on my left wrist because this button was right where my wrist was and I, you can see I'm kind of rolling it and this is a bit exaggerated, but those were things that would happen. Maybe I had my hand down on something or I was moving or I had a water bottle. I kept bumping it. So one of the cool little features that Koros has is the ability to decide where you want that crown at. And it's right here in this digital knob settings. So you determine where it is that you're going to wear the watch. And then you say you want it to be on the left side. And when you do that, what you're going to see is is that the interface flips. This is pretty cool. It's really nice to have this customization. You can determine where that knob's at. I'd say the downside here is that you have text labels of light and back slash lap. They switch, but the text stays the same. Now this bottom button is back and this top button is light, but it does give you the ability to determine where you want it, how you want to deal with it, and what sort of fit is right for you. So let's go in and look at a little bit at the, at the exercise screen. So I'm going to hit the main button here and we can see that right here from the watch we have run, indoor run, trail run, hike, you know, a couple of other options here. One of the things that you can do that's pretty nice about this watch is being able to change the interface with your mobile device. So let's check out what that looks like. Once you're in the Koros app, you go over to your watch settings, and you basically say custom interface. You pick the sport that you're interested in doing, and then from there you simply choose what you want your screen to look like, how many screens that you want, and then down here at the bottom, you just simply scroll through and pick which one of those you want. You hit save and you sync that back to the watch. A very nice way of interacting with the watch and making it do all the stuff that you want to make it look, when you look down at your wrist, it's the right thing. When you scroll that little crown and you go to screen two, it's exactly what you want it to see. The downshot is that the, this is it. This is the total number of activities that are available on the device and you can't add more. So if you want something like mountain biking, what you have to do is edit one of these other ones. The, the customization is limited to what Koros puts in there. And I will note that some new activities have come since the launch of this device via firmware and via app update. Stepping back into the watch, let's look at what it would look like to go for a run. I'm going to hit start. When we turn the watch on, we're going to get an information about battery life, information about satellite, and if it's on my wrist, it's going to be reading heart rate as well. I have a couple of settings that I can pop in here. I can do an interval training and I can do settings. Not a lot of like custom features like you might see on the Garmin or if you ever did the apps with Suunto where you could sort of build a workout and throw that on here. It's a little more limited. So we hit start. It's going to give me some information. Hey, your GPS isn't ready. Hey, your, your heart rate's not ready. Do you want to start now anyway? Given what we're doing here, I'll say yes. And the interface starts up. We can scroll through all of our little screens here that, that we saw in the application. Bright, easy to read, big text, just a, a, a fine interface to be able to work through. One of the things that you may have just noticed here 
is that I let the watch sit for a few seconds, it's gonna go ahead and lock itself so that I'm not accidentally bumping that and pausing it or doing anything like that. And you actually have two options. One is to scroll to unlock and the other is to hold to unlock. So I'm gonna stop the watch here. I'm gonna tell it finish. Now it's saved, I could get my information about what went on here. Not much because I'm sitting in my office. And now I'm back to my home screen. Fairly straightforward, and, and I think that's one of the nicer parts of this watch is you're not buried in a bunch of details and features and options, but it's just one of those things that if, man, you'd like to geek out and you really like to, to really do a lot on a watch, you can customize a bunch of the screens. It's not as easy to customize workouts. So let's dig into the app a little bit and talk about a couple of things that I think are important as it relates to navigation and routing and some of those kind of things. Once we're in the app, we have a couple of, of various screens here that are navigated again through this bottom bar. So uh, daily activities, what's my workouts, some badges and settings profile uh, that you can, you can earn over on the far right is interacting with with the watch. Updating the screens, firmware updates, GPS satellite data, all of that stuff is gonna live in here. So let's talk a little bit about the health statistics. So this watch is catching, capturing steps, it's capturing sleep, it's capturing heart rate, uh, as well as of course my activities for the day. And when I go into my calendar, uh, I can you know pull those different days up, see the things that were done on that day, similar circles to what you've probably seen maybe in like Apple Health or something along those lines. And it just gives you a little nice interface of your day and what's happening. As you move over to the next tab, you're gonna get very specific details on an activity that you've done. So a nice map. You get data about what that, what that thing was. So what was your pace? What was your best mile cadence? All the sort of things you would expect to see uh, in an app. And I'd say this is one place where Koros does a really nice job is the amount of data that it captures in workout really well laid out in a, a really a good looking app. Easy to share and to send out. So if you wanna share that with somebody, if you want to export the data, you can do that. You get a bunch of different options. You can throw it right into email or messenger or whatever it is that you're using and get that data off your watch to share with a person. And then of course it's gonna to sync to your locations like Strava uh, here in your third party apps that you that you might want to connect it with. But even if those aren't there, it's really easy to spit something out in a GPX file right here out of the application. Now what's the downside? Well the downside is is that there's no companion website for this. It's this app or nothing. And where that really gets a little bit kind of messy is for me building routes. And I have a tendency to want routes on my watch and I want to be able to kind of build them on the fly. Well, the way that Koros works is, is that you're reliant on some third-party piece of software to build that route. Or you have to have run something already. So since I've run this, I actually can take this and save this as a route. And this is now something that I can go back, it's gonna to sync to the watch, and I can do later and choose that as a route and follow it and, and make sure that I'm, I'm not getting lost or follow the exact same road or track or everything that I did the last time, but I had to have run this thing. The other way that you do this is by building it in a third-party application, emailing it to yourself, and then sharing that route with the Koros app, and then making that a route very similar to what I just did. So it's just extra steps, 
And for me, somebody that travels a lot, I have a tendency to want to build an app on my computer and then sync it directly to the watch. I'm just reliant on a lot of kind of other things to get that done here. The other things that's missing is you have a calendar, you have all this data that's being captured, heart rate, sleeping, all kinds of, of information, but there's no aggregate view of any of this stuff. Everything is on a on a one by one basis. So if I want to look at what's my steps over the course of time, I, I can't do that. If I want to look at my heart rate over a 12 month span, I don't have the ability to do that. If I want to look at this sleep, I can go day by day and come in here and look, but I don't have the ability to really dig into this information and say, am I sleeping better? Am I not sleeping better? Are there things I could do to improve it? It just feels like there's a lot of data that's captured and it's all very siloed to this application and I can't even look at it on a big screen and really analyze it very much at all. In terms of accuracy, no problems. This has been a very, very solid device. It is in the same wheelhouse as the Garmin Phoenix line. It is in the same wheelhouse as the Sunto 9 series. There are probably more accurate devices that are out there, um, but I don't think this is any better or any worse. I'd say if you're okay with, with the types of readings that you're pulling from those devices, this is going to put you right in the same ballpark. So I've been on multiple runs where all three of those device types where I was wearing a Garmin Phoenix on one wrist and this on the other, and in some cases this one read longer or more true to what I thought was going on. Uh, other runs my Garmin read more true, but they were always fairly close, and I think in the altitude department it always rang pretty true to what I expected it to, to come up with. In closing, there's a lot to like about the Coros. It's, I think, stylish. It fits the mold of what the, the mountain watch or the outdoor sort of extreme type of device has that you see on the Garmin's, that you see on the Suntos. It fits that mold. It's attractive. It's got these bands that you can, you can customize. The watch face, while limited, you do have a selection that you can personalize. Most of them have color options available to them as well. And battery life is just crazy. I mean, it, it's one of those things that you don't notice it until you don't have to deal with it anymore. It's kind of like if you used to have a car that got really bad gas mileage and now you have one that gets insane gas mileage, the noticing is in the not noticing. And I think that's probably the killer feature here compared to the rest of, of the market. It charges really fast and that battery life is going to get you 60 hours. I didn't go 60 hours straight, but what I did do is I ran in it a lot. I trained in it for two weeks of just run after run after run while also wearing it to track steps and heart rate and all those things. And it took two full weeks. So 120 miles of training plus everyday wear before I had to go back and recharge it. So if you're a battery person, this is going to be really tough to beat because that's that I think is what this device does better than all the other stuff. Now where I think this device falls down is that it, it's playing in a, at a very high level. It's playing at the Suntos, it's playing at the Garmin's, uh, and specifically they're very mountain focused markets. And when you look at, I think, all of the features, you have a brand new device that's priced at $600 and $700 if you get the blue one with the, the clear case. I don't know that this watch brings anything new to the game. And what I mean by that is battery life, yes. The, the ability to have long battery life is great. But Suunto and Garmin have their places too. The Suunto 9 will step down, 
hey, you've only got X amount of battery life left. Would you like us to swap the GPS recording to be less accurate, but to give you more battery life? The Garmin will not do that, but the Phoenix 5X Plus has roughly a 30-hour battery. So in most cases, that's going to be able to get you through most events. And then the one that they don't, you can just carry a little battery with you uh, and charge the, both of those devices on the go. From a price standpoint, it's, it's too high. I think if you're trying to compete at that level, you have to offer everything and more uh, that those devices do. And I've, I did the review on the Suunto 9. I wore it for a considerable amount of time. My daily go-to watch is the Garmin Phoenix 5X Plus, and I wear that for pretty much everything. So I, I have a bar that, that I'm willing to spend six or $700. And while this does awesome on battery life and it's got the SPO2 sensor in it and it has the daily tracking and it has that type of, of, of data, there's nowhere to really do anything with it. The app is really lacking. Um, it's great for activities. It's not good for day-to-day. -day. I can't track my sleep for the last year. I can't look at my resting heart rate and what that looks like over an amount of time. And then even some of the more niche type features of the Garmin has music on it. It has wireless pay on it. And while those things may not be as important, that watch is a year old and you can get it on sale for close to where this is. And you have a more mature platform. You have a, a mature app and by mature, I don't mean it has all the exact features, but I mean it's been around a while, and it also has a back end that adds into that. I'm probably a little bit biased here on this point in that my job is in the software industry and in servers and in infrastructure, and a big part of when you buy a device is you're also buying into an ecosystem. Part of baked into that cost of you know, the Garmin Phoenix or the Suunto is that they have infrastructure, they have apps, though a little messy in the Suunto world, but in the Garmin world, they have infrastructure, they're holding your data for a long time uh, so that you can analyze, and, and there's a lot to it that's not just the watch costs $600, it's the watch costs $600, and there's a whole bunch of devs, and there's a whole bunch of infrastructure that's doing all those things. And while this could very well get there, I think there's a miss in terms of the cost of this, in terms of what it provides, uh, in terms of total watch ecosystem feature value. And with that, I'd say this. If you are frustrated with Garmin, if you are frustrated with Suunto, you've got another option. And that is killer to have that type of option. If you're already into one of those ecosystems, you're going to find this to be lacking. I can't step inside my house and have this watch jump on Wi-Fi and automatically sync my activities. You know, to, to do everything, I require some sort of third party. I have to build a route in RunKeeper or in uh, MapMyRun or in Strava or whatever and then pull that thing down email it to myself. Then once I've emailed it to myself on my phone, I can then send the route up. And it's, it, that sounds like a lot of steps. It's not that cumbersome, but it's still more steps and I'm reliant on something else. And even if I do something like tie this into Apple's platform, the Apple Health, I, I don't get all of the things that this can do. So again, it's capturing sleep, but I don't have any historic data. It's capturing steps, but I don't have historic data. It feels like from the software end, it's not quite there. I think it's a nice piece of hardware. And if you're looking for battery life, this is, is good, but oh, it's, 
I have a hard time with, with this price um, giving where the other devices are in this market. I know that these things are everywhere. They're all over Strava. You see the little track, hey, so-and-so ran it. You see a lot of athletes running in it. And, and I do think that there's something there. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy that there is another option. But I think if you're really trying to compare price and all of the things, it's important to look at the entire ecosystem and determine what's best for you. If it's battery, this is a no-brainer. If it's everything, if it's routes, if it's music, if it's more of a, of a, a warm, fuzzy feeling that it's going to be around for a long time, that makes this a little bit tougher. So just think about what you're doing. Think about that price point. And if this hits the mark, I, I don't think you're going to be let down by this device. So to sum it up, any of this stuff, shoes, zero drop, minimal, maximal devices, everybody's got their preferences and everybody has their, their things that work for them. And this is now another option that you can have, that you can wear on your wrist, that is going to get you through uh, a long race. You know, it's going to be up to you to really look at what you value to determine if this $599 or $699, depending on the, the trim, is the right price point for you. So with that said, leave your comments below. Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you next time.